What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you're listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Sismanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Tarkowski. Kyle? Hello. And hello to the NFL season for 2020. <sighs> Feels, I'll speak for myself, pretty good. You can speak for me, too, if you're going to use those types of words, because, yes, actually, you are you might be understating it, because, buddy, there is just nothing better than beating that purple team. Few things. Few things better, and especially, you know, at the end of the game, wasn't doesn't look like a shit kicker, but it definitely was a just, shit kicker. Just one of those, like, like I don't want to say the score was misleading, because the defense did, you know, play pretty brutal, but just one of those games where... At the half, like you just felt comfortable, and it was never really out of reach. Especially when it got to twenty nine ten, it was just like, yeah, this this feels over. But again, defense just kept letting them hang around. There was um, about I don't know two minutes there, one minute. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll include the commercial break when the Vikings went up seven three, where I was like, oh, maybe we won't, you know, shit kick them and win. Mm-hmm. But that was it. After that, everything was just gravy. I just I feel like I've seen so many Vikings games. One one in particular that is of significance where they drive down the field on their opening drive methodically and then just shit the bed. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I still was holding out hope for that to happen. And the game of significance I was referencing was the NFC Championship against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. How they went right down mm-hmm. 7-0. <laughs> right, and, and then, then nothing. Then nothing. <laughs> so like whenever I see that, especially with that purple team, I just I still believe that that's going to happen and kind of for the most part it did for the next you know yeah then the fourth quarter happened 15 to 20 game minutes you know they they went silent Kirk was Kurt and it was it was awesome but yeah well yeah it was awesome yeah I said good I guess awesome works awesome's good fantastic uh amazing all the words Aaron Rodgers there you go see that's 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 a that's an adjective in and of itself but on this episode, we will break down the game as we usually do. Offense, defense. We'll talk about the you know living in Vikings territory, mm. watching the Packer Packer game. Um, we will have we'll touch on you know maybe some receiver help. Odell Beckham Jr., Allen Robinson, LOL. They're kind of on the trade block. We will have is Kyle an idiot slash Stump Spenny, and we'll finish it off with our preview for the Lions game. But first off, I think we can start with the man himself. Aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, pretty pretty solid game. I don't know if you knew that. 32 for 44, 364 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Nothing that even came close to a pick. No. Yeah, now that you say that, yeah. that's true. And like I was, I said to you, it felt like as the game progressed, the throws got more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And like it was, he just got in this rhythm. And I really liked how they really, Matt really padded his uh, stat sheet to start the game with all those jet sweep, you know, touch passes yeah. where it's the ball travels two feet, but that's considered a completion. And it, he started like seven for seven for like 35 yards. And yeah, um, just getting him, getting him going early in a rhythm. And then, yeah, the, like I said, the throws got more ridiculous as the game went on. Yeah, and you you talked about it there. It's it's something that we, obviously during training camp, Rogers talked about. You know, he saw something on the tape and he started making changes, and he's been kind of on fire since then. And honestly, it does seem like it's just hey, I'm going to drop back and I will release the ball within two seconds because mm-hmm. everything was so damn quick. The little the way I describe it is the Aaron Rodgers crab walk where he gets in the pocket and. You can tell he like stops looking downfield and he tries to turn something and nothing. You know, a lot of the time it would work, but the last three years it was kind of iffy. Where I've mentioned before, it's like okay, we're getting some Clark Kent with Superman, and this is just <laughs> coming out hot and being Superman for an entire four quarters. I I don't want to toot my own horn, but please allow me to. Okay, I said it was going to be night and day from week one. This year to last year. Yeah. And the shit. offense was really night and day. Like everyone was on the same page. He was making all of his checks. Yeah, granted, the US Bank stadium noise obviously plays a factor in that, so he can operate a lot easier at the line of scrimmage. But just the communication, the the checks, everything, the the creativity, the the pre snap motion, the jet sweeps, the end arounds, it all of it was just and full display, and it was beautiful to see. There wasn't much for Aaron Rodgers' head shakes. I think there was one play, <laughs> maybe, and it's not its not to get on that whole narrative that Rodgers gets pissed off at, you know, the guys on the offense, but it's just everything was more in sync. Everything was in rhythm, you know, the checkdowns, the sweeps. It seemed like everyone knew what they were doing, which at times last year didn't seem to be the case. Exactly. The body body language police were, were silent, and hopefully continue will continue to be silent yeah it's and i don't know what it is with because it felt like vintage rogers which we only gotten we've gotten in blips you know the last few years like the giants game and stuff but it's it's really like he picks his times and then he just goes into the matrix like that throw to Devonte for the first touchdown it's just <laughs> he's running and it's like he just slows down time he's you know full out running and then just stops and perfect Flings perfect the ball. thing where only Devonte could have caught it. It's yeah. It's either an incompletion or a touchdown. And my goodness, they. I just. I. I've run out of adjectives to describe my, to describe his play and my elation about his play. So it's just. God, I just. I love Aaron Rodgers so much. It's. And he's making it easier too. You know, with these first games as well. It's kind of this. This puts a stamp on what the national media will think of your season. For the most part, you'll always kind of go back to week one. So you know what's true. Going on. So now it's good that he busts out right away like this. You were saying night and day, not just on offense but on defense too. It's like the offense was together and you know in sync, and the defense not so it was much. a mess. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point where they go from three points in the opener. Granted, it's Mitchell Trubisky mm-hmm. to. 34 points and then granted it's Kirk freaking cousin so yeah I guess equally bad yeah and then on offense it was 10 points last year to 43 this year yeah 
pretty good. Pretty pretty solid. And plus he had the sneak too. We haven't seen that in feels like forever. I think he might have had one last year. We just fell over, but this was like a, oh oh shit, he's he's running around these guys. Very right startling, and he he looked uh, uh, every bit of 36 years old. And that, that doesn't mean he yeah. was, you know, spry and, and stumbling, but he did look, you know, <laughs> like he, he wanted to make sure the hole was there before really committing to it. There was another one in the red zone, I think the first trip down there, first or second one, where I was like, is he going to run? Is he going to run? And then he wasn't even going to attempt yeah, it. Where, I like, Damn it. I, I, yeah, I think it was Harrison was right. Harrison yep. Smith was yep. right there. And I think if you would have just made him miss, he would have been able to sneak it in. But Probably for the best to just, you know, live to see another down in that situation. Yeah, we wouldn't want a, a replay of the Bears game a couple of years ago where we, that halftime where everything just slowed down. Like, are we fucked this entire season <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers again being hurt? But you, you bring up an interesting point with like how the, the, the media narrative, you know, they always come back to week one, mm-hmm. which is, it's a good point. I could see like, you know, week 13, if he's, I mean, he's not going to struggle from then, from he's not, here to then. He's never but if he was, yeah, I could see year. people saying, hey, you know, when are we going to see that week one Rodgers again? Yeah. But then again, with the way Rodgers uh, has been treated by don't the media, us, it don't could, us. yeah, it could yeah. flip in a week, but who knows? Yeah, pretty, pretty awesome game. Great to have him back, but we cannot talk about Aaron Rodgers' success without talking about... Mr. Devontae Adams. Mm, my goodness. First thing right off the top, uh, very, very important, I'm sure, for everyone who's listening. I can't remember a receiver really having an evolution of their look as much as Devontae Adams. His first year, he had like the mouth guard, short hair, looked very different. Then, you know, got rid of the mouth guard, grew his hair out a little bit. And now he looks almost like DeAndre Hopkins with how much mm, hair he's got coming out of the back of interesting. the Interesting. I'm a big fan. Big fan of the the dreads look for yeah, sure. I like I like it too. But I guess more important things: fourteen catches, one hundred fifty six yards, two touchdowns. The fourteen catches ties ties Mr. Don Hudson for receptions in a game. And some people were saying, well, if you count the onside kick at the end of the game that he caught, you know, he, <laughs> I think I think he beats the tie. Uh, with that's Don not Hudson. a catch. Come and, on now. Yeah, as much exactly. as I love to, you know, pad the stats for for my guys. Come on, let's let's be yeah, reasonable. Yeah. Has he? He's done 14 catches before, hasn't he? He had 13 last year. Ah, that's what it was. 13. Yeah. And that was, was that the Philly game? Uh, I I don't remember. Shoot, it must have been, though, because he was having such a big game. And then I think it was. Hurt his toe. Um, just, okay, remember the, the Philly game. That's all. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, never never forget that awful game that we lost because of bad red zone offense, mm-hmm. which we didn't You'll have see. the best in this game either. But yeah, it's, it's a thing with Devontae now, too, where... Watching the game, and I think a lot of people felt this in the first quarter. I know you mentioned it too, and it's probably just groupthink at this point. You know, if it's third down and we need five yards, Devontae is going to get us six, and he's going to be open. That's just, it's clockwork at this point. I mean, if two morons like us know that. Yeah. I mean, you would think that everyone in the stadium playing that game would know that too, and yet, I mean, I, <laughs> it's unstoppable. Yeah. It, it's like every time, oh, I'm going to run it out. Oh, I'm going to run it out. <laughs> it works. The only you know, the only real bad spot was that fourth down little slant there that he dropped. I mean, it was a contested play, but I don't think you can really complain too much about a game where a guy has 14 catches and yeah. scores twice. Yep. And this kind of intertwines Rodgers and Devontae, but like I mentioned to you on their very first drive, they, they connect on like a 12-yard out where it was snap, in rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, perfect throw, and... At that moment, I was like, uh-oh, this, that, lo- that looked real smooth and good. And then it happened again, I think, on like their second or third scoring drive. And I'm like, uh-oh, we got we got a Rodgers game on deck. And 
Sure enough. Yeah, you you were you were a little bit right. It it's turned into we've mentioned this before too, where the offense is going to be, and this this is dumbed down, but when you really think about it, it's like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Number one thing this offense is going to do, run the ball. Mm-hmm. Number two thing this offense is going to do, throw it to Devontae Adams. Number three thing that this offense is going to do, throw it to anyone else. And that is the order <laughs> of what this offense is. Yep. It's pretty simple. Uh, speaking of other dudes, MBS, four catches. He had six targets. You know, the two drops he had. 96 yards, one touchdown. We talking about the week one narratives. It does suck that he has this game where he dropped a touchdown, dropped that easy third down. And now the rest of the season, we're just going to be, when that ball's in the air, we see 83 underneath. We're going to be like, is he going to catch it? Going to be holding our breath. And yeah, I mean, the 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 second touchdown drop is a little debatable. I mean, it would have been that 50 was a little yards. Tougher. But yeah, I mean, he has 175, 200 yards if he comes down with those two. And 96 without him, which is still a hell yeah, of a day. I know. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... <laughs> I don't have to say this again. I'm very, very excited about him, and he he is delivering on what I yeah. was expecting of him. Yeah, you, you like for the bull prediction for the season, 1,100 yards, and he is on pace, on pace for 1,500. <laughs> so could you? Uh, that would be that would be absolutely outrageous. It's weird. So you know how they say if you have like a slow 40 time, some players play faster than their 40 time. Mm-hmm. He plays like less than his hand size it feels like because he does have pretty large hands for wide receiver too but it's like man it's he just kind of crocodile arms (laughs) once in a while oh i thought you were gonna say he plays slower than his 40 time and i was about to i was about to strongly disagree i'd say he plays at about exactly his 40 time yeah i i would agree with that uh the only other receiver that really did anything for the packers alan lazard four catches 63 yards and the touchdown he had the one rush for 19 as well where he absolutely just bitched uh, Harrison Smith for the Vikings. I don't think a lot of people saw that. We live. talked about that. A very underrated nugget of that play because it's the play where that's getting all the buzz of Deguara taking out two dudes. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, that I mean that was beautiful. But then yeah, right at the end, Lazard absolutely <laughs> manhandles Harrison all pro, Smith. All pro sends him into the turf and like. Lazard isn't even like bothered or or thrown off his tracks really at all. It was that was. Maybe I like that more than the Deguara two, mm-hmm. yeah, because two birds one yeah, stone. Yeah, because if you look at it, you know Josiah was kind of cheating there. You know that second guy wasn't looking. Uh, Alan Lazard, though, we touched on before too. He had a he had a quiet training camp. wasn't making much of a splash. You heard more about MBS and maybe some of the other guys. I've decided that Alan Lazard is the Tim Tebow of the wide receiver position. He doesn't practice well, doesn't mm. really show up, but he is the gritty dude who's going to give you everything out of the play to the best of his ability unless there's a turf monster every single play. And that's that's what you want from that wide receiver position, just, especially with these block how, you know, there's such an emphasis on the receivers blocking downfield. He is that guy. I was just I was never a Tebow guy, so oh. I don't I don't like that comparison because Tebow in the NFL was I would I I absolutely hated Tim Tebow. In the like NFL. I think God, I mean, it's like Tebow had that overtime win against Pittsburgh on the first play, mm-hmm. but then like other than that, and I I want to say Lazard's probably already had a better career than Tebow's <laughs> NFL career, but with that play, it makes it tough. So let's just move on. I Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Go, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I don't know if I mentioned it last year. I I was at the Broncos game in 2011 where Rodgers just ripped it up. I think he had five or six touchdowns in that game. Watching mm. warmups, Tebow didn't start. It was Kyle Orton at the time. Oof. Literally in warmups, Tebow was playing catch and 
multiple times he threw at the foot of the guy he was playing catch with. It was <laughs> remarkable. And I'm not like, like just you're an watch NFL warm-ups. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. One no, one thing that I um about Lazard, the interesting nugget that I thought was really cool because I just love like the intricacies of like cool plays and that the seam route over the middle where you yep. can see like from you know the offensive perspective where Lazard throws his hands up. Oh his hand yeah, up. yeah. That was Je- Greg Jennings kind of gave an interesting nugget on that. The only interesting nugget he had, like maybe game. ever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you know you would think, like, just kind of logically outside looking in, you would think that would be a signal of like, "Hey, throw me the ball, I'm right. open." But it's actually he's actually signaling to Rogers that he's breaking off his route. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's he he realizes the linebacker fell asleep, is not going to be able to to keep up with him if he does break off his route. So he breaks off his route and he's wide open. Yeah. And he should have scored on that. And I just love yeah. nuggets like that because you know why, why that's very similar thing happened in a very important game in Packers. History. Oh, oh yeah. 2013, fourth, fourth and eight, the fourth yeah. and eight, same exact thing with Randall Cobb. And now I don't know, this kind of brings me full circle on my tangent. It's just like, Oh my God, don't do you think don't like a first round wide receiver oh. would be able to, gain that trust with Rodgers to oh, break sure. off a route like that. I don't know. Eh, I'm just I'm still eh. mad that the draft grades. I'm still mad at him. Well, so I just <laughs> wanted to bring that. Never. Dra- I I've thought of this before too. It's like what is uh less important? Draft grades, power rankings and god damn it there's one other thing. But it's just it's it's all nonsense. It's it's stuff that gets clicks but it doesn't matter, you know. We need draft grades 3 years after the draft, yep. not the year of the draft. But yeah, still talking pass catchers. We touched it on there a bit. Josiah Deguara, he is going to be fun. The thing yes. with me too, seeing him on the field, he looks like a create a player in Madden. He looks like he belongs for sure. Well, he just looks like a big muscular dude. Like if if you could pick if say you know a random you're gonna get a randomizer for this player has to play any position, you know, offense, defense, wherever for, for the team. I would pick Josiah Deguara because I feel like he would He's do... He's got a good build for, yeah, a lot of <laughs> anything, positions on the anything. field. Anything, <laughs> anything. Receiver, offensive line, anything. He'd be okay. But yeah, he had, you know, the one or two catches, obviously the Here's double one, the double I block. I I like I like what we've seen out of him, and I feel like he's, you know, I don't think we've ever had a player on the Packers like Josiah Deguara that he can literally line up wherever. We've had, you know, we've tried to have, the, have those guys, but he has the build to probably and hopefully actually do it. Obviously, LaFleur loves him. Absolutely yeah. loves him. I think his his one catch was out of the backfield. Like, he lined up, uh, yeah, as a fullback, and mm-hmm. then he kind of split out. And then he had a target that was kind of a wheel route yep. that those, I think in, in the right circumstances and the right, in the right mismatch, I think that could be a huge play going forward. That mm-hmm. was something that I think was, was trying to get going with Vitaly last year, but just last year never the best happen. player on the Packers, yeah, Danny Vitaly, <laughs> and it just seems like Dugora seems more equipped for that, and Lafleur trusts him more for that. So we we shall see a a huge chunk play yeah. sometime this year for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, the other three tight ends: Mercedes Lewis, Jason Sternberger, Robert Tanya. They all blocked well. All right. Yeah, I think according to the snaps, Tanyan was tight end one, I believe. Yeah. So just okay. something to keep an eye on. And, yeah, they still list Mercedes, and, big dog. And a little concerning, Sternberger, tight end four, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did have that one target at least where they had him run an actual route. But yeah, he's, like I said, kind of, I thought we'd be a lot higher on him at this point after the season last yeah. year. Like, yeah, if you would have asked me back in 
you know, March or April or right after the draft. And I'd still be like, Oh, Jace is, yep. is our guy and he's going to be the guy. And whew, a lot can change in that time. We shall see Uh running backs, Aaron Jones, 16 rushes for 66 yards, one touchdown, four catches for 10 yards. Bit of a underwhelming game for me. I'm watching it live. It's, it seemed like it was going to be two yards or eight to 13 yards. That's what it seemed like every single run. You know, he had a couple catches too, but nothing, Nothing about that game made me think, oh, Aaron Jones is, you know, a priority to sign going into the going into the offseason. Well, that seems like an overreaction. It absolutely off of is. One, off one game. <laughs> 100%. But, um, yeah, they they like Jamal Williams a ton, apparently, because mm. he was getting a lot of snaps, too. And Especially I mean, early. rightfully so. He played Jamal Williams played well as well. But yeah, Jones... Yeah, it's kind of a good way to put it. It was either two yards or, or eight to ten yards. I mean, I think his longest run was probably, yeah, that nine, ten yards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he did what was, you know, asked of him, and he, he worked with as – he worked as well with what he was given yes. in terms of blocks. That's – it seemed – you know, sometimes I think you just get in your own head watching games where it's like, why isn't the offensive line blocking – for Aaron Jones as well as they are for Jamal Williams. Yeah. You know, stuff, stupid shit like that mm. where it just doesn't make sense. But then as as what I, our, our good friend Brett Good said, the guys on the other other sideline are getting paid as well. Yeah, people people do forget that. Uh, Jamal Williams touched on there, seven for 21, four catches, 22 yards. I was getting a little scared getting in the red zone there where he had that one catch. And the he bold was, prediction. He was sniffing. Yeah, the one touchdown. I, right? almost, I almost mapped it out completely. Yeah, like the yeah. formation was a little off, but they play actioned you to Williams, it. and he ran the route towards his action, yeah. dunked it off. He made one guy miss. Yeah, but then if he would have if he would have somehow scored with those four Vikings there, then he would have been inducted into the Hall of Fame <laughs> yeah. right then and there. Uh, Swervin Irvin, oh my, goodness. solid game. <laughs> Three rushes, thirty-eight yards. The one, uh, one catch for six. Uh. He's he's pretty cool. I, I don't know. It's it's funny too. It's almost like I love him so much. It's almost like it's not cool anymore because the announcer even called him Swerve. You oh, know, really? it's like your dad listening to the music you listen to. I was like, oh, it's well. like a TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it, he's another exciting player. I do really like what you said last week or the week before, where it's like we have these two, uh, you know, Swiss Army knives on offense: the big one in Deguar and the small one in Tyler Irving. Yeah, I love it because it'll be interesting to see what those They're, guys do I going mean, forward. They really are positionless. I mean, uh-huh. Irvin, Irvin got. I mean, I guess Irvin. If you had to put him in a box, it would be running back. I yeah. would say. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. He uh, he's very fun to watch the ball in his hands. He's so shifty and, and quick. Yeah, and piggybacking off that too, I do like having Swerve and then uh, AJ Dillon, who you know it's a good you know the quick quick guy and then he got aj Dillon, who's just gonna pound he only had the two rushes bulldozer but that first one for eight yards too it's like why we should give him the ball which a bit yeah more. what was the one where i mean he made kendrick's look like a tackling dummy he yep. lowered his shoulder shoulder into him and you could like see the momentum shift in it's, in the world and it was kendrick's is obviously that the heart of that defense and he's a big boy and Dillon made him look like a DB. It, yeah, yeah. It, it was one of those things, too, where seeing him on the field the first time, I was like, oh, that's that's A.J. Dillon. And then he gets the ball and runs it for eight yards, and I was like, you know, looking back and thinking of him in the backfield, it's like, you know, after all the training camp hype around him and his legs and how big he is and not being able to see the preseason, I was, I was like, oh, he's not like a gigantic human being in the backfield, like just a super... A su- I was imagining, you know, like 
freaking Derek Henry. Derek, yeah. One of those dudes. And then he runs up and he looks, he, he reminded me more of Jonathan Franklin than, Interesting. you know, a big back. But, I definitely get the thickness factor, like the Derrick Henry thickness factor from Dylan. But yeah, the height is what kind of brings him down to earth and kind of yeah. blend in. But the, that thickness, whew, I, it's noticeable to me. I, yeah, I like it. I, I feel like we're going to be saying this a lot this year where we'll be like, man, I wish, I wish AJ Dillon got the ball more. I feel like we're going to be saying that a lot. Mm, yeah, mm, we'll see. We'll see. Mm. Offensive line, Billy Turner didn't play. But the main guy to talk about is the superstar, Elton Jenkins. Starts the game legit at right tackle. Star. I mean, legit star. <laughs> yeah. Goes from playing right tackle back to left guard. And, I mean, he was one of the best guys on the offensive line. It didn't miss a beat. He is, he is what Mike McCarthy wished he could have had in Don Barclay for the longest time. We kept on trying to find someone who can move wherever on the offensive line and move stuff around. But every time we did that, it seemed like we shit the bed. But there was no drop-off in offensive line play when this happened. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and steal some content here, but it's only because I agree with with the take. Wow. Um, but Nagler was asked, where do you... I think it was something along the lines of, where is Elton Jenkins most valuable mm-hmm. on the line going forward for yeah. the future? And it was kind of, he kind of had a two-part answer where it was probably, in the long run, right tackle. Right. Because Just because right tackle is way more important than guard. But for this... 2020 season for the Packers it's probably at guard and I I, and I agree with that take yeah if we can move him to right tackle and just get him and Bach locked down for the next you know the rest of Rogers career at least yeah I I think that would be his his most value and I don't I don't hate that mindset but it's it's one of those things where I really question if we're going to keep David Bakhtari after this year, just because we're proving we're proving now that all these guys can Whoa. play multiple positions. I mean, we have Runyon going going there too. Who Funyuns? He hopped right in for the last two series, I think, and didn't skip a beat either. It, he didn't even line up at right guard all of training camp. He and was like our fourth guard on the uh, on the depth chart. It's the age old saying with him too. If you if you don't if you don't hear his name, if yep. you don't if you don't notice him, then that's a great great thing. Yep. But wow, you you are. St- Dapping out on a limb with that Bach take. Wow. I, I just think, I think Goody's tr- starting to try to do his own thing. And I wonder if he's going to want to try to save money and not resign Bach because he's going to get, you know, he should be the highest paid, one of the highest paid left tackles yep. in the league. And that's going to the, be a shitload. Yeah. I mean, I. I so are you, are you, you're just speaking from like Goody's perspective? Or are you, are you saying that's what you, the direction you would go? I would not do it. I mean, I've on record more times than I should be on record saying that we should have kept Brian Balaga. It's just, it's those positions where it's like, you don't want to have to worry about it because it can absolutely just derail your entire offense receiver. You know, if you neglect receiver, that's fine. You have other places you can put the ball, but the offensive line, everything's kind of fucked if you don't have blocking up front. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's that outlandish of like your mindset stepping into their mindset sort of thing. But man, I, I, that would uh, Packers fans would not like that, and no. I'm one of them. Yeah, no, I yeah, I would. I hope it doesn't happen, but we'll see. Uh, like I said, Bakhtiari played really well. Every, the entire offensive line played well. Running was great. Uh, Lane Taylor, unfortunately, knee injury sounds like a torn ACL. <sighs> Lucas Patrick got banged up too. Sounds like he'll be back, but I don't Man. know. It's it it sucks. It like really we've sucks. mentioned we've mentioned we've loved his kind of career arc so far, where it was. You know, six months ago, it was 
the talk around him was okay when when are we cutting him or mm-hmm. when are we restructuring his deal yep. all the way to holy shit he's been a stud this summer we got a great you know staple as our guard and yeah now to this it's it's heartbreaking and you can tell too that the players are a little torn up about it with yeah. all, all the nice things they said about him and yeah it just sucks but um if if this offseason showed anything is he'll he'll come back even stronger i i hope so i mean he and he's once again, one of those like prototypical Green Bay Packers where he was an undrafted guy, sat on the practice squad for a year or two. You know, Ted Thompson just, you know, finding one of those gems turns into a starting guard, which we weren't even expecting mm. to a pretty solid one. And yeah, hope hope he bounces back, but it's it's a bummer to see. But with that, we will have a quick commercial break. Are you going inside a public building? Have you developed a double chin that you want to hide out in public? Have you finally decided to wear a mask after being the star in one too many public freakout videos? Sounds like you could use a homemade cloth mask. 26hats.com makes some of the best cloth masks around. Check out the website to see what styles are available. Each mask is handmade using hands to make them. There's no better way to represent the state of Wisconsin while also making yourself less contagious than wearing one of these masks. For custom koozies, book covers, and face coverings, visit 26hats.com today. And we, ooh, ooh, there we go. First time for the year. And we are back with the defense. Not a lot of good stuff to talk about, but we will start with the good stuff. Jair Alexander, my extremely bold prediction. Yes. Looking pretty looking good, good right now. Looking Look, pretty good. Both, yeah. of our, both of our real bold ones were, <laughs> were, were on pace. Yeah, well, that was my least bold one. My Robert Tanyan, third leading receiver, is looking really, really good. A lot good of ball games left. A lot of ball game left. Uh, yeah, Jair just loves playing in Minneapolis. Everyone remembers the Thielen Diggs blow up play from two years ago. But I mean, the safety play, awesome. The whole time, and you said you weren't amazing. But I was look, I was watching Jair the whole time. I'm like, what's going on here? Oh shit, he's going. And then you see Thielen just running straight. It's like, oh man, I hope he gets home. Oh man, he did get home. <laughs> it, it's one of those things too where. I watched the game by myself, especially the week one. Like, I want the least amount of, like, nerves going on. I just want to be in my own head, I guess. Yes, But those plays and the touchdowns, too, it's it's so annoying. And I wonder if I could do it right here. But every time I'm like, ooh, ooh, (laughs) nice. I'm like, oh, that shouldn't have happened. But it did. (laughs) Like like when MVS had that touchdown, I was like, oh, okay. We're (laughs) catching the ball now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure everyone already knows, like, the oral history of that because he was asked about it after the game. But if you don't, it was he was that was not his assignment at all to blitz. Yeah. He saw I, the motion. I was wondering that too watching. And he that. he read he read run so he was just like, "All right, I'm going to send it." Yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> when he saw a pass, he was just like, "Okay, well, <laughs> I'm already I've already sent it." It's kind of weird too for a third-year player to have that I don't know if it's he's given that not responsibility, but that right to just blitz whenever. Yeah, because that could have been terrible. It could have been Very a bold. touchdown. Well, that, and that's kind of the the thing that I am kind of puzzled about on that play is like the the, the play call by Kubiak for that. I, I I don't really understand. First of all, play action on yeah. your own two, <laughs> and then second of all, a, a three or four or five step drop off of that play action, and third of all, if you go back and look at the play, all the wide receivers. Are are just running. They're <laughs> yeah, just running. Yeah. They're not even the, no one makes a break for at least ten or twelve yards into their route. Just just a very puzzling play call, and it and ended up working out. And 
being i mean it's it's hard to argue against it being the play of the game yeah it, just, it, it really did that's when it shifted because at first it's like is this going to be back and forth back and forth and then it was like nope this to is, go from this is it and yeah the offense was pretty horrendous in the red zone leading yeah. up to that point i think they had one or two more drives in the red zone that ended poorly mm-hmm. but for yeah for that situation to where they go four stops in a row just like the yeah. philly game last year yep. of fourth and goal and then to all of a sudden take the momentum right back was yeah it was play of the game yeah it was awesome it was uh it's one of those plays too where if you called that in madden in that situation you're going to get a safety if you call play action and run that or a 99 yard touchdown yeah (laughs) yeah uh and then on top of it too he had the pick which was like the most kirk cousins play of all time where (laughs) how much time is left under a minute and he just 40 seconds yeah yeah throws it to jair thank you thank you very much kind of bobbled it at first where it's just like but you gotta catch the it. athleticism of that is just amazing to the yeah he like volleyballed it to himself and then secured it like across his body and that was kirk's like fourth pass attempt of the half and yeah just uh just an amazing right end to the half that yeah great great to have at the same time he did come out hot last year so hopefully he can keep this going throughout the season yes uh kevin king also had a pretty solid day i thought uh, a couple solid tackles and coverage he was Decent enough. Uh, Jair only got beat, really. Only got beat a couple times, but that feeling touchdown late, I mean, that was a pretty good ball from Kirk. Yeah, and yeah, like Kevin King, I really liked his play. Again, he's kind of a... a, he's Cornerback's kind of a position where if you don't hear his name much, that's good news. Yep. And I really... The the play on... It was a big third down uh, where he... he, All of BC Johnson, he, I think, almost flipped him. That was a great tackle and, and a huge play, and the fourth down play too was pretty huge. I mean, it wasn't a very good throw, but oh yeah, at least he was right on him. Yeah, and again, just a just bewildering play call. <laughs> yeah, you not... need three. Let's throw it thirty <laughs> with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um. Let me just. I. I'm starting to think, and I'm just getting getting prepared, and I hope everyone joins me in in preparing. <sighs> if Kevin King stays playing like this he is going to get paid and it is not going to be by the green bay packers i forgot where i heard it too but i think even aaron Rodgers said that kevin king was the best corner in camp man yeah no we should have took tj Watt. we should have took shandon sullivan didn't have a game like uh jayer or kevin king he got beat quite a bit he was always around the The, ball after the catch i think the big the the big play, the big glaring play for me was right before half where it was the seam over the middle. Um, he kind of just fell asleep and they, they were able to get in uh, field goal range with that. And then the weak ass call on Savage. That was yeah, so that was, weak. Yeah, that was and then, funny. yeah, they just gave him a layup of a, of a field goal. So that, yeah, that play was pretty glaring, but yeah, um, yeah not, not a great performance. And we'll re- move right into it with safety. Darnell Savage did not have a good game at all. He not got really. he got beat for one touchdown for sure. He got absolutely bitched by Alexander Madison. Madison you yeah. could hear, especially with no crowd, it was very, very loud. Yeah, that's another thing. All the tackles just sound so much more violent. Yeah. Oh my well, goodness. Okay, let's okay, let's hop hop off for a second. So what did you think about the you know, no fans watching a game? I didn't watch the Thursday night game, but uh, you know, the first game without any fans, what were your thoughts? Uh, it, it is definitely uncomfortable. Um, it's going to take more getting used to. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think I mentioned this, like I'm an NBA fan too. 
that was pretty easy to get used to with no fans because I don't know, just like it, it feels like an AAU tournament. Okay. And I don't know, it just like it was more much more normal. Basketball is a much different game than football. But yeah, with football, man, you you really realize how important fans are to the equation. But at the same time, like the quality of football, yeah, was, I was really not any different. Well, if, if, if anything, it, the offense I, was easy, was able to operate so much easier. Yeah, well, I, I felt like a schmuck because last week I I said take all the unders, and I took, yeah. I took a lot of unders for the noon game. Yeesh. Did not get. It took. Yeah, I was over four on unders for the week. I think they came out pretty close, but I mean, yeah, the. It was much better football than I think everyone was expecting on the weekend. But yeah, it, the fan, the no fans, it's it's weird. It is odd. After a big play, it's like, you know, I'm like, I cheer or I, I'm excited. I make a noise. And then, you know, it's normal for that second. But the five seconds after that, it's like, oh, no one else is cheering on the TV. It's <laughs> like just, you want to hear that, like that, that, that <sighs> dim roar yeah, of the crowd. Yeah. And it's uh, just missing that is it hurts. I feel like they need to get an audio guy who has like the the crowd and he can just like pump it up or down and it knows like like there's a knob for loud positive and then loud bad like they should have i feel like that technology should be available i mean it's 2020 come on yeah yeah uh back to the football game yeah darnell savage didn't have a very good game adrian amos i once like you said i don't remember his name being called no news is good news no news is good news inside linebacker probably the biggest surprise on the defensive side chris burns Undrafted wow. guy? What do you a know where, story. Do you know where he went to college? UCLA. Oh shit, you did. I did I had no idea. There no one really talked about him too much during training camp, but I he comes remember, out. Yeah, I just remember like seeing a picture of him. I can't remember how, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was the highest graded player on the defense, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, so of course take that with was a this, large grain of salt. Was this someone else or was he high school teammates with Jordan Love? Or that was someone else. I think I think that was the outside linebacker. I don't know if that's oh the guy with the long weird name. I think it is the guy with the long weird name. But yeah, and that's oh yeah. All right. Well, with with the whole Barnes thing, one one positive, one negative. Uh, positive, good for him. I mean, what to be prepared like that is yeah. amazing, and to make a play like that that he did. I mean, I'm mean, called up on Saturday without the interception or the the safety. That's one of my favorite plays of the game. The way he sniffed out that screen because mm-hmm. Dalvin is is still running if he's not there to make that. And the negative is, what does that say about Oren? I know that it's almost the bigger news Oof. depending on what turn what Chris turns into. But it it is like Jesus. Then again, he didn't. I mean, Barnes didn't really play that many snaps. So, but yeah. Still, I I don't think Burks played a single. I mean, he's, special teams. He maybe, still but. had that one big tackle for loss play. Yeah, where you know, said from the count to Blake Martinez does not even attempt that <laughs> yeah. play. He runs into the blockers yep. on that play. So that was a nice change of pace. And I guess another, I guess attributable thing to the defense is, yeah, the one the one play that Barnes made on Delvin's screen catch that was his only catch. Yeah. Which was extremely surprising. They didn't try to get him going more and get easy completions for Kirk. That was a blessing to us. That's mm-hmm. a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sticking with inside linebackers, Kirksey, I don't know, kind of still a tough game to get a real good gauge. I mean, that's obviously being on the optimistic I mean, he side. Hasn't, he hasn't played in a game in, you know, over what two calendar years maybe yeah he hasn't played much over the, yeah over the something league. like that so mm-hmm. shaking off rust and this is this is a thing where preseason could have been nice 
yeah. to just to just shake off, you know, some of the rust, even for a series or two, just to kind of get that live feel back. But I I like the way he played. I, yeah. I think we'll, I think we'll see. he's going to it keep ascending. Game. Yeah. It's funny. It's you know, we get to Kirksey, it's like it's one game, and then Devontae Adams is like, This is going to be all year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, the the most troubling thing, obviously Kirksey's had some injuries, was on one of the scrambles from Kirk where that one drive he just had two of them that seemed to you know, be 20 yards if they're very frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. But Kirksey was like running at the same speed as Kirk Cousins. It's like, a little, a little worrisome that, yeah, you can get outrun by Kirk, but you know, we'll see. We'll Again, see. rust. We'll see. Yeah. He's just shaking it off. Yeah, the rust is, you know, popping off the ACLs mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Outside linebacker, not nearly what I expected from the group at all. Preston didn't have a very good game at all, especially in the run game. Zedarius had that huge third and eight stop. Yep. You know, after that happened, it was like, okay, we're we're starting to get cooking here and then didn't see much from him the rest of the if game. If you just watch Zedarius on every... Like, I love to just watch him individually and it's like he... He just rarely loses his matchup. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Like he, he's not going to get a sack every time, obviously, but like he's going to annoy the shit out of his matchup, and he's going to create trouble for the backfield. He he forces thoughts for the quarterback. Yeah, you exactly. always have to be like, where? Oh, he is get he's getting close every single time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Gary was okay. I mean, he more snaps and yeah. Again, he is a guy who looked like he was winning a lot of his matchups and and creating trouble for the backfield yeah well we'll see it it was such a weird game like i don't know if it's 18 18 minutes on offense is what the vikings had 18 something yeah oh yeah here's a status uh courtesy of yeah one of the like lowest time of possessions in the nfl over the last courtesy forever. of courtney cronin cronin minnesota's 1844 time of possession is the lowest in a regular season game since the league started recording time of possession as a stat in 1977. There you go. So that's why we don't have oh, a ton to talk goodness. about on, on the defensive side. But yeah, that is staggering. And he here. only had four or five pass attempts at halftime. How is that even? Like, that's that, not even computing. That was hilarious. That was great seeing that stat right before like the last drive and all that. Uh, defensive line, Kenny Clark got hurt. Not fun. It's it's kind of positive. We're recording on Tuesday. Yep. It's and there's no news at September fifteenth, Tuesday. No news yet. We're there will be an update tomorrow though. So everyone, you know, do the the superstitious things you got to do for for good fortune. It's and, uh, let's hope. It's one of those things where you know we know Lucas Patrick is fine. We know Lane Taylor is not. Kenny Clark's going to be somewhere in the middle. He's probably not going to play this week. But yep. I don't think he's out for the season either. And it didn't look terrible. But yeah, that's that, why it's worrisome is the fact that it happened right before half and then uh, he was ruled out pretty quickly that where it's like, OK, this is I mean, yeah, I yeah, like you said, I've already kind of ruled him out for Detroit. So, yeah, it, the and the other guys on the defensive line, there's not much to say. Kiki and was you, on a couple of plays. Dean Lowry, meh. Lancaster, Lancaster showed up, you know, he, up a couple of times. Yeah. What benefited Lancaster is when Kenny was out, you could tell we were missing him something fierce in the mm-hmm. run game. But yeah. thankfully, Ugh. due to game script, they weren't able to stick to the run as it, much. That was huge. We were missing we were missing Kenny a bunch in the run, but overall Lancaster held up pretty well. Yeah, it's we're lucky that we played the Vikings week one. Yeah. I think they'll be much better later on in the season, especially with their injuries and 
Daniil Hunter, all that. Yep. It'll be it'll be a much closer matchup. Uh, finishing off for the game, special teams. Mason Crosby two for two, and J.K. Scott only had to punt once. That's love it. That's the stuff you want to hear. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was great to start this. I don't even know if I said the score, but it was forty three thirty four. The first time that score has ever happened. Score a Yeah, and it's and a, a palindrome. Yeah, there you go. I was gonna say it. It was very uh, it, appealing to the eye for multiple reasons. Is it drome or drone? I want to say drone, but I have. I think it's. No I think idea. it's M as in Mary too with palindrome. Yeah, I think yeah, makes sense. But yeah, it few ways to start a season better. You and I both live in the greater Minneapolis area, and it was one of those those things too. Where before kickoff, I ran to the liquor store. You know, well, drive drove to the liquor store and you <laughs> see all the Vikings fans. You know, this especially week one, everyone's excited. If you have a jersey, you're wearing it probably mm-hmm. or whatever a shirt, whatever for your team. And it's it's very nice, you know. We we have such a historic and great franchise, you know. I got Aaron Rodgers jersey, all that. And you walk, and it's so sad because you always see like Dante Culpepper, you know, Jared Allen, and the new addition for this year is Xavier Rhodes. <laughs> Just these these guys who it, it, they don't make a huge name, you know. You have like the Adrian Peterson, okay, who like Randy Moss for a season or two or something. Or but, well, yeah, like Randy Moss or. They love the Favre jersey, yeah. too. That's a great point, though. Like, so many jerseys around here are of guys who are not even on the roster. It's mm-hmm. the most frustrating thing ever. It, it needs to be, st- uh, like, a current player or someone, you know, who was really good for an extended period. Of time. Yeah, none of these, like, obscure um, um, Laqu- Laquan Treadwell. Yeah. Like, I saw, I, I <laughs> yeah, see, those see those still, too. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's like if we if we walked around wearing a Detone Jones jersey. Like, come on. That's a soft spot for me. I told you last year I bought a Detone Jones jersey. Wait, back did you there. really? Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah, the but worst. You still wear it is no, the point. It, it, I think it's in the closet at my parents' place. Yeah, it's ju- <laughs> it's one of the most, you know, worst purchases of my That'll life. Be like I bought it from China. It'll be still. like a fun trivia question in like 15 years. Hey, he's he's on like a practice squad right now, too. Good for him. Yeah. All right, what did we what did we call this segment, Kyle? You had a name for it? I'd say just like something absurd, like yeah. news around the NFL that might have something to do with the Packers end segment and end title. News around the NFL that might have to do with the Packers. Okay, there we go. There we go. All that's right. Odell drop. Beckham. Odell. Actually, I think this is probably more has something to do with the Packers. Let's start with Allen Robinson. Yeah. Well, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. is probably, I would I would argue the opposite of what you just said, because we could probably get Odell. We cannot get Allen Robinson. So, But he he's like more related just because of NFC Northness. Sure. But and, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me explain first for those who may not know. Odell Beckham Jr. apparently is not happy and is on the trade block. Allen Robinson apparently is not happy and he is on the trade block. And the reason our evidence of Allen Robinson is... Is it's such it's the most <laughs> yeah. 2020 thing. I love this. He shit. he eradicated any Chicago Bears type things from all of his social media. It it is funny that it sucks that we do live in that day and age where it's news, but it is news. Like and it well, is and like I don't want to say it's news, but like when Danica and Aaron broke up, it started when people were like, "Ooh, Danica doesn't follow Aaron anymore." Like and, you know, well people Alan love Robinson to like scoff, too. like, "Oh, I can't believe this is what we," but like. I mean, yeah, like it sucks. Human beings are are human beings. Like that's that's news. Yeah. So Odell Beckham not happy, but it sounds like so, you he's know on what's the, block? the evidence for that. He in in his in his uh, press conference today or yesterday, he said that all he cares about. He said he only cares about one thing: winning and producing, which is two things. Yeah, that's. But oof. you're not going to win with the Browns, and he didn't. 
people are pretty sour on Baker. I haven't watched him, but it does seem like, you know, maybe it's time to jump shift there, yeah. which I would, I don't know. How do you feel about Odell Beckham Jr.? I am good <laughs> yeah. on that. Um, I, I love his talent. I think, yeah, he's, he could, he could still be a top five receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just think we kind of missed the boat on that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, cause I look at it as a discount, obviously. Sure. Mm. What, whatever you want to argue. I mean, what is, what is a discount to you? Okay. Though? Cause I, I don't think he goes for anything less than a second. Sure. But okay. So he, he's kind of a shithead, whatever you want to say. Yeah. He makes, he I makes some noise. I don't think that's true though. I don't, yeah, I know. I agree. I don't think he's that bad, but no matter what, even if he isn't a shithead, if he gets, if he comes to the Packers, the headlines are going to be, Hey, he's a shithead. You know, he's going to, yep. is he going to fed Rogers? Well, what, is, the locker can he room? lead him? But, you know, it's one of those things, and we've mentioned before, Devontae only has two years left on his contract. We don't really have anything solid, solid behind him. He's locked him. up for, what, three more? Four more? Who? Odell. Oh, well, that's... that's he the just bi- signed a contract. That's the biggest thing about Odell, because this dude, you know, Devontae's making about 14 and a half a year. Odell is making about 15. You know, he's, he's under contract this year, next year, the year after, the year after that. If you can trade him, and they were even wow. saying a third-round pick, if you can trade a third-round pick and get Odell, and I don't want to say this either, you've really not liked it lately when I bring this up, but if you sign Odell, I wouldn't want it to happen, but you know, if Devontae walks in a year, it makes it a little bit easier, especially if yeah. Odell gets on the same God, page. If he's only, if he's only un, un, con, or under contract for 15 a year, yeah, let me just go ahead and, and walk back that take yeah, real that's quick. What, that's what I'm saying. It's one of those on the surface, you're like, shut up, this is clickbait. Yeah, it is. But also, I mean, you'd feel a little bit better seeing, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. underneath the ball than Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling late in the game. Like, as cliche as it is as a Packers fan, like, getting Rodgers' trust, learning the playbook, mm-hmm. learning the checks, getting that, you know, like the the – He's a veteran. I don't know. Please don't make fun of me if I butcher this word. But the I think it's right. The tele tele telepathy. The telepathy of Rogers and Adams is just like unlike anything in the league right now. Yeah. And so like it's gonna take years for that to develop with Odell, but I'm I'm not saying it couldn't. I'm not saying switching out. I'm saying like dude, two years of these two motherfuckers on each side, like you're not going to be able to stop us. Then AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones and shit in the middle. Like, come on. Yeah, do me a favor. Can you edit out me saying I'm good on that? Because the more I think about it, how fucking stupid would you have to be to say no to that? So uh, I have creative control. I think I will keep it in. You know, we have to have that. We have to have the back and forth. Pal. I'm fine, sorry. Hey, fine, fine. Well, hey, you know what? That leads perfectly into our next segment. Is Kyle an idiot? Oh, I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right, oh, damn it! I, all right. st- I just naturally always all right. No, but you didn't. You didn't really say it with the same inflection. You were like, "All right." It's Some, more like, "All right, all right." There we go. Okay, is Colin an idiot slash stump Spenny trivia questions? Seven and five. Seven and five. Okay, so here we go. Three questions for you, Kyle. You're Three pretty answers. Yeah, seven and five. You're. This is the best you've ever been. There's no way it's true. You could turn negative now oh wow you got some up your sleeve huh they're still pretty easy imo okay <laughs> kenny clark is hurt damon snacks harrison mentioned you know last week or whatever that the packers have contacted him about his services snacks is his nickname 
We have a former defensive tackle named BJ Raji who also had a fun nickname. What was it? It popped up after he started lining up in the backfield. Um, oh, I'm going to have to keep giving you clues, huh? Yeah. It's built off of um, the refrigerator Perry. I, I, I was going to say, like, well, obviously it has something to do with being William a big boy. Perry. Um, the freezer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah because I mean, of... I spoon fed you. <laughs> what else are you going to say after I say fr- the icebox? See, if I would have. Uh, see, now people are going to be like, oh, he was. Yeah, he did spoon <laughs> yeah. fed me. But I was going to say that uh-huh. I bet because, well, the, the backfield was a was a good clue. But then the Perry thing. Yeah. yeah. You, okay. You can got call it. that a I wash. Mean, we can call that seven, five and one. Okay, okay. Okay. I like that. Seven, five and one. Damn. All right. Next question. Jermichael Finley is once again being annoying on Twitter. <laughs> and I, I wrote that beforehand, and since then he actually tweeted this out. Someone was talking about how he's whatever the best tight end Rutgers has had, and Jermichael quoted and said, who would he throw to? Only guy that comes to GB since I left was okay is Jared Cook. Everyone else is trash, dot, wow. dot, dot. So, Kyle, so yeah, like and I did write it down kind of what he said. We haven't really had that great of a receiver since then. Tight end. Tight end since then. You have, let's see, you have 40 seconds here. Give me five tight ends that have played for the Green Bay Packers since Jermichael Finley stopped his career. Go. Justin Perillo. One. Jared Cook. I mean, yeah. kind of. Um, no, you, can't, you can't count anyone on the roster. Okay, keep going. Okay, Martellus Bennett. Yep. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, damn it. I hope. Uh, Andrew yeah. Corliss. Yeah, oh, damn it. Yeah. How many more? Keep going. Keep going. Uh, Come on. Uh, Richard Rogers. Yep. Uh, 20 seconds. Um, um, there's another white guy. Tom Crabtree. Damn it. Ryan Taylor. Damn it. Uh, Tom Crabtree. Bachman and Brandon. We won't say his last name, but sure. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of guys that I, I was hoping it didn't work very well. Usually when you're on, when there's no time, you put pressure under yourself. I, pull out a timer and you're like knocking them off like nothing one thing about me i am a horrible procrastinator which to me i translate to just being better under pressure so (laughs) okay like the closer it is to the deadline like the harder i go so okay yeah that's uh that works i was very savvy of you to put a timer on me because then i just boom okay okay here's your next question the packers traded brett Favre to the jets in 2008 for a third round pick that next draft, the Packers used that pick to move back into the first round. Who did they select? 2009. 2009 moved back into the first round. Oh, buddy, I have no idea, but uh, I'll go ahead and say... First round pick? This player was pretty good. Oh, damn. I was just going to say how oh, terrible player. So then I'm going to go... With the player, that Jesus is, Christ, that is named. Yep, here it is. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm going to say it now. Yep, <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> Give me a first round pick in the last ten years. Um, the answer is Clay Matthews. <laughs> the answer is Clay Matthews. Yep, that's the year where we st- we were bad. The previous year we stood pat. Took uh, B.J. Raji, I think, like fifth overall, and then late, 
oh god, I don't remember. I think it was like 29th or 28th. We moved up and took Clay Matthews with the Brett Favre pick. So there you go. You're we'll say two and one for the week. You're still hey, you're still positive. One one and one. One one and one. Yeah, there you go. One one and one. Yeah, like when we tied the Vikings with Scott Tolzien. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, Justin Harrell. I think. Oh yeah. What, what year was he? Uh, he, might, he was. He might have been like oh seven. Oh yeah. He was. Yeah. He was like oh six. Oh seven. Damn. Okay. Well. But yeah. The decent the, showing. The pretty good player actually threw me off. I was <laughs> yeah, just I, thinking I of bad players. I, yeah. I thought you were gonna say like detone after after you said that too. But all right. That's it for is Kyle idiot. Yeah. Now you have to ask me a question for Stump Spenny. All right. My name is Spencer. So. The Packers. Thank you. Yeah. Beautifully, only punted once on Sunday. Yeah. The fewest in the Matt LaFleur era. Yep. What was the second fewest and what game was it? I mean, it Oakland seems too easy, so it can't be that. Um second fewest. God, for some reason that Chiefs game is popping up for me. Uh all those games sucked. Yeah, I'll just go with the Chiefs game. Incorrect. What is it? I'll, I'll give you a hint now. Um, we've already mentioned this game surprisingly a couple times. God, the Eagles game. Yeah, I was. Th- God damn it, yeah. that that popped. It, that's one of the. You got to go with your instinct because I thought of that too. Just because that game was so weird. Yeah, and I, if you're still listening now, like it, I, I realized when I first like teased this, I was like the Philly. Remember that game. I mean, the oh. worst tease ever. Like, if you stopped listening and you didn't hear this part, you'd be like, what the fuck was that guy talking I, about? What does that have any significance? I, so I was trying to drop a little Easter egg. I responded to you, too. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Why yeah, what is he talking, talking about? Yeah. And then we actually mentioned it like a second time, like, I don't know, yep. a, a few minutes later. So, yeah, I, I kind of set you up there. Damn but, it. Okay. Well, yeah, only two punts in that game, but only scored 24 points. Kind of weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, well, that you know why? It's because that was when we uh, the red zone, <laughs> the, uh, the red zone questions popped up. That's uh. exactly what it was, and that's why we had the red zone shit this week too. But that is it for is calling idiots slash stump spinning. And we are back with a preview for the Lions game. We are playing the Detroit Lions on Sunday. What time are we playing? I assume it's at noon. I feel like we always play yes. the Lions at noon. Noon. Okay, playing at noon. Uh, for those who watched last week, they had a very, very sad end to their Yikes. game. I mean, that is so Detroit Lions. Oof. The yeah, the go-ahead touchdown, the rookie running back Swift dropped. Oh, it. It that was, was heartbreaking. It was like this, like longest drop ever. Ah, oh, because it's like I saw videos of like Lions fans' reactions. And They're going nuts, <laughs> yeah. and it takes them a good seven seconds to be like, "Wait, he dropped it." It's one of those that if bars were open and crowded right now, those reactions would be great because most of the people would be jumping Going up, nuts and then just complete silence. Yep. And then you'd probably hear like a, what the fuck? Yeah. In the yeah. back. Oh, I love it. Yep. Man, I just, I, I just, I always feel so bad for the player in that situation, especially a rook. Oh, yeah, man. That's going to eat at him. It reminds me of, who who was it? Trey, Trey Mason, who had like two, he was a rookie, seventh rounder, sixth rounder for us a couple of years ago. He had two carries for the Packers, lost yards, got cut, and that was it. That was oh, yeah. yeah. But the Lions, uh, this is what I have for notes. Stafford is still all right. Galladay is hurt. Swift is the running back. Hawkinson is the young athletic tight end, and they signed Jimmy Collins this offseason. Jamie Collins. J- yeah, didn't I say? I tried to say Sound Jamie. Sounded like you said Jimmy. Yeah. Um, yeah, they opened as five and a half point favorites. It's already down to six. Um, 
Over under 49 and a half. It is at Lambeau. So first game at Lambeau this Ooh, year too with, yes. with no no fans. Man, so. that's going to be eerie. Because it's like. going to be sad. Even in like, you know, like the family night games, like the stands are packed. Uh-huh. Has it ever been broadcasted where Lambeau's just mm. empty? Man, that's going to be weird. It's going. Yeah, it's it's going to. I still, I think that everything's gone so well. And I really hope fans are going to be back sometime this fall. I, I, we I'm, need it. We need it. We do. And I, I'm, I'm thinking so, and, I, and I'm hoping so. But um, as far as this game goes, Stafford, he always seems to, at least over the past three, four, five years, he seems to light the Packers up. When he's healthy, yeah. And, yeah, I, I could see that being the case as well. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Matthew Stafford, but really everything around him I don't really fear. Yeah. And Patricia, he just seems extremely arrogant. He seems like uh, a wannabe. You know, I mean, everyone, every disciple for Belichick seems like a wannabe type who, where I'm I'm strict. Where it's just like, oh, I've I've done this before, and, and I'm, yeah. no I'm a coach practice. and you're a reporter. So. We're practicing outside. I have yeah. a pencil behind my ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He just seems like I, I saw a thing. Um, they asked about the, the collapse on defense in the game against the Bears. And he responded with like, oh, well, I was part of the greatest defensive play in the history of the NFL, which is the Mar- Malcolm Butler. And it's just like, really, he dude? Said that? That's what I heard. And <laughs> like, really, dude? Are, like, wow. Could you imagine if, the players, arrogance. If, if people responded with it? Like, Tom Brady would never have to answer a question. Yeah, imagine again. if, they, well, I have six Super Bowls. Like, after <laughs> yeah. losing to the Saints, I have six Super Bowls. Yeah. Imagine the headlines. Yeah, that was uh, oof, pretty sad. Um so yeah, I, I think this will be a hopefully another shellacking and uh, be two and zero in the division. I don't know. We the last time we played the Lions too, we were pretty positive. I had, <laughs> I had Tim Boyle as my bold prediction. Of, I forgot exactly what it was, but that he would play or throw a touchdown or something. And that game was. I mean, obviously everyone knows at this point that we beat the Lions twice last year without leading at for all. a single second. I mean, that's the funniest stat. In the Packers Lions saga, it, it's unreal. It's well, I, is it though? Because we also went 19 years without losing to them at Lambeau. Oh, yeah. So uh, no, I think this leading yeah, for I, zero I seconds but having two wins is yeah. it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's one of those things. We know it's the Lions. I feel like you know, going into these games, I feel like you know they're the Lions. We should we should just roll right over them. But man, they play us close. They a do. Lot. They, they do. really do. And sometimes they really shit kick us, like in Detroit. So it's not there, but still. But la- yeah, I mean, last year too, they should have won both of those Just games. Just your classic divisional battles. And again, to reference our good friend Brett Good, mm-hmm. those guys on the other sideline, they're getting paid too. Yeah, our our good friend, our good friend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How did I miss that yeah, one? It's, it's right there. Hey, just you know, setting me up. Maybe next time, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's so early in the season. We don't have too much to talk about with this team. What Hopefully, do you have? What do you have for Savage? Can play better. Yeah, Kirksey. All that rust comes off. He makes some plays and gets my gets my bold prediction. Ooh, that's what I want to do. I want to do a little uh, bold prediction recap, kind of, oh. kind of recap what we did the previous week. Okay, and then okay, plan it. But then and then we can do like maybe every four weeks do like a a, a preseason. Bold prediction update. I don't know. Oh, I'm just yeah. Well, you can do that for the bye week bonanza, which is week we five go. this year. Oh, that's that oh, really that's, sucks. But anyways, predictions for for this game. Um, yeah. Again, score first. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. We'll we'll, we'll hop back for the bold. Obviously, after. gonna win. Like, yeah. Come on. Uh, I'm gonna go thirty-five, seventeen. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's, nice little shellacking. 
It's, and, uh, it's very close to what my score is because, you know, I try to be a little bit more grounded. You're more of kind of, you know... Let's, let's kick the shit out of them. Yeah, you're more banky. I'm more Nagler. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have 20 to 31. You know, 20, the Lions, 31, the Packers have the home team. You say their name second. You're just... You you continue to be wrong about that's, that. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. But it's yeah, not. it's... It, it, and more than anything... I guess I want the defense to show up, but if the offense shows up again and puts up a lot of points, Packers led, are leading the league right now in points, by the way. <laughs> but if they show up again and have another showing like that where they score over 30, then I'm really, really going to have too much happiness and hype going into the rest yes. of the season. I would love to see, yeah, like when that happens, you know, they they put up 30 plus like mm-hmm. the, the, the national media narrative around the pack. It'll be interesting to, to, to somehow see a spin zone of how they're still frauds. Yeah. He's, Can't wait. Yeah. And that Aaron Rodgers is mad for some reason. So bold predictions. What do you have for uh, last bold? week? I yeah. went offense. I might try and do a little, nah, I'll just go with what I feel. Each still, week. I, I still think you were trying to big brain me with having very bold, bold, bold predictions <laughs> for the year. And then for your bold prediction for the game, you're like Jamal Williams touch. It's like, he's done this a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. Here we go. This person has never done this before, so... Ooh, must be a rookie. Rashawn Gary, two sacks. Okay. Okay, cool. I like that. Yeah, that's it's one of those... Like what I saw last week. He's, he's, he's explosive. He's hungry. He's hard to block, yeah. and he's he's fast as hell for his size, so... it It's still... I'm looking forward to see what he can turn into, because no, there's no better block, you know, something to mold into than Rashawn Gary just for a physical athlete. Absolutely. If he puts it together. Uh-oh. Me? My bold prediction? Uh, what did I have last week? Oh, I said Kingsley Kiki two sacks. Mm. I thought it was going to be more of a, you know, did he even, Kirk run around. Yeah, what was his snaps really like? I mean, he didn't play much. I didn't look at the snap count this week, but he, he was out there quite a bit, especially after, you know, Kenny went down. But I'm going to switch it up myself. Hyped him up a bit there, probably more than I should, but... Josiah Deguara, I've hmm. got him for, I don't know if I need to put yards in there, but I'm saying he's going to score his first NFL touchdown this week. Nice. Yeah. You don't, that's, yeah. Okay. That's, I love Sweet. it. I and love it. What did we say before too? It's been so long. So bold prediction. These are supposed to be very bold, you know, aren't supposed to happen, but maybe they'll happen. Is it if one of us gets it right, we're buying the other a... A new car. A six pack of beer. What was it? A yeah. case of beer? No, let's do let's do twelve. We're from okay. Wisconsin. There you go. We can put them back. Okay, that works. All right, I like that a lot. And you know, wrapping up, you know, it's been a great week. But the only thing that can make it better, if you could please Ooh. subscribe, leave a five star rating. If you enjoyed the show, I'm sure you did. There wasn't any rambling at all. We are mm. two experts. Um, <laughs> if you want, you can leave a review as well. If you take a screenshot of that review, DM it to us at PMP Pod on Twitter or email it to us at PMP Podcast at Gmail. We will send you a free koozie, and we still have in stock masks, you know, mm. a cloth Packers mask. So, I mean, if nothing else, guys, just leave a review. You can say whatever you want, and I'll send you, you know, leave five stars, and we'll send you a koozie and a mask. For absolutely free. I mean, well, I, I guess there's labor involved on your part, but it's really like... Two seconds. Probably like 37 cents of labor. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I think I think the trade off is worth it. Yeah, and plus, you know, we made we hand we didn't hand make the koozies, but you know, stamps cost money now too. So it's oh, it's, see, it, so it's kind of evens out. Yeah, it's it's a good deal. But if you leave a re- review too, hell, if you do it this week, we'll even read it next week on the podcast if you Ooh, want. Oh, huh? pretty cool. Make Ooh. us laugh. Yeah, the millions of make listeners, the millions of listeners can hear you. One point five. One point five. Actually, yeah. up to one point six now. I think. Yeah. 
we barely got or at this mm. week. We got 1.6 million listeners. Tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. Tell your enemies, too, if they're Packer fans, but <laughs> what, whatever you want to do. But that is all I have for this week. Kyle, do you have anything else? I do not. Well, with that, Mr. James Brown, I know you're dead, but please don't sue us. Go Pack Go. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.